Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Yeah. <laughs> Scream for me, Father Christmas. <laughs> I'm yes. channeling Bruce Dickinson, who has a cold and an ear infection, and a cat just attacked him. <laughs> Uh, is that what it was? No, it was worse than that even. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he sounds like he's being attacked by an albatross. <laughs> albatross! <laughs> albatross for sale. <laughs> what flavor is it? <laughs> what do you mean what flavor? It's bleeding albatross flavor. <sighs> yeah, so yeah, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> Oh, since this is, uh, what, the last episode of the year? Our, well, I was going to say annual last episode of the year, but that's redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we will be talking about Iron Maiden. <laughs> but, but tying it in with uh, some re- recent episodes we've done. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a twofer. Yeah, two and a halfer, because the first one was kind of related and then, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a twofer. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say a fourfer because two definitely related. One very related, if not exactly. But the first one contained Scrooge McDuck. So he counts as one and a half by himself. Okay. <laughs> Christmas is over. Stop talking about Scrooge. You're not going to. <laughs> There's never a bad time to not talk about Scrooge. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what's what's our, our topic that is a twofer, two and a halfer, four and a halfer? The rhyme of the ancient mariner. Ooh. Yes, my precious. <laughs> yes. Undead evil sailor. Well, I don't know if he's evil, but he was a dick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, we talked about Flying Dutchman in October, which mm-hmm. influenced or was influenced or influenced these things and then we talked about the actual poem in november right yes we're gonna finish up the trilogy with or yeah yeah jody already said the rest (laughs) (laughs) Ah. by the way i I am drinking trooper by iron maiden yes i would be joining you except i'm getting ready to start antibiotics for an ear infection so right that's your story and sticking to it yes i I because because i do have a bottle of trooper uh, that i would like to drink but i can't i'm sure we'll do more maiden sometime soon (laughs) Uh, well if not i will sit down when i'm done with the antibiotics and watch um an iron maiden video you could do that i will you don't even have to have a reason but you have the (laughs) bottle of beer yeah they they, they are (laughs) kick-ass yep so yeah anyway so yeah rhyme of the ancient mariner (laughs) yes Iron Maiden's version of the song, or well, <laughs> Iron Maiden's song, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, was released on where to go, where to go, uh, September 3rd, 1984. Yeah, so it wasn't released as a song, right? It's just on the album, yeah, it's, it's on the oh. album Power Slave, yeah, which led to the World Slavery Tour that started in August of 1984. 
So it was, it was the longest tour that they had done up to that point and led to the live album, Live After Death, which I would like to actually do an episode on at some point. Well, you know, if you save your bottle of beer, we can do that in the next month or two. Oh, we could. Yeah. All right. Maybe I will save my bottle of beer then. Or go buy another and watch, you know, do your plan. <laughs> that would require me driving out of state to find another fucking bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. The studio version is 13 minutes and 45 seconds long amazingly uh, that, that is that is only half the time that it takes you to actually just read the entire poem <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> which was which is actually long even by iron maiden standards at the time i mean typically i most of their songs were around four and a half five and a half minutes long some of them would get up to six or seven minutes so for this one to be almost 14 minutes long was kind of unique for them at the time they would not do a song that long again well no they they did in the mid 90s they did one that was 11 or 12 minutes long but this was still the longest song they did until empire of the clouds from their 2015 album book of souls i was gonna say book of souls i couldn't remember the song so yeah good for you okay so it i i mean it pretty much is just a retelling of the poem um we did talk in the episode on the poem about some of the passages that they used in the song uh, do you do you have anything on the structure of the song the way it's put together or i, I actually do yeah okay. okay so i do have a few things so if you wanted to go there yeah uh, we we talked about the poem and how different cadences and different parts give you different feelings and ideas of how the mariner and his audience of one feel mm-hmm between fear and dread and and hope and and everything and maiden does a great job well like uh, a lot of their songs you know uh, mm-hmm. they can make horse sounds with <laughs> you know kind of like a gallop thing and they're like yeah 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 but in this one they they do change the tempo they change things so it goes from really fast to sometimes slow mm-hmm. to give a different feeling and there's even that middle part that sounds like it's underwater yeah yeah so, that it's that that long instrumental interlude in the middle of the song yeah it goes (laughs) sort of yeah (laughs) here hold on wait here hold on wait (laughs) man i almost i almost forgot to put my head up when i did that and almost spit it all over my mic at the very last (laughs) second i'm like wait (laughs) (sighs) oh that's funny but yeah, they, they um, did a great job of, of changing yeah. things up and making it match the cadence of the poem. I yeah, I, I did too. And that section of the song comes right after the thing in in the in the in the tale in in the story in the poem, where death and life and death throw their dice for the crew, and life and death wins the mariner. So death takes all the other crew. And they, they all fall dead around him, you know, so their bodies are still lying there. And, you know, he's, he's existing, I won't say living, but he's existing through this curse. And that's when it, it goes down into that slower interlude. And it's, I, I want to say it's, it's not necessarily instrumental because there's, there's one of the, um, one of the passages from the poem that, that they actually use in the song is, uh, Bruce does it as a spoken word instead of singing it in the in that section. 
but then as the curse starts to break the music shifts um, into something more uplifting even than what was at the beginning of the song and that's when the mariner repents and the dead bodies rise up and crew the ship to get it back to england so that he can you know go home and and all that um and then it, it does go back into the the main rift from the first part of the song and and it goes back to that tempo and everything and that's kind of where the song winds up but yeah as uh, it should because that's yeah. how you do songs yeah where did you first encounter the song oh hell i mean i i might have heard it when i was in grade school when the the, the scott and wade you know the guys i mentioned in episode yeah. zero might have played this one but don't i I probably don't actually remember listening to it until I don't think I actually read this, read this poem until late high school, early college. And okay. I, I, I would have been like, Oh yeah, Iron Maiden did the sign. I listened then. And, and I don't know when I would have listened the first time, but actively listened. I'm, I'm going to say college. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was 12 and live after death was the first Iron Maiden record that I got largely because i was like i really want to check these guys out and this is a live album so it's going to have a bunch of different songs from a bunch of different albums so i mentioned in the episode on the poem where you know my grandmother had always you know done that line about uh, water water everywhere and not a drop to drink which was from the poem yeah and and so you know imagine me 12 years old listening to this with headphones you know, we got the final record on the turntable and I'm reading the lyric sheet, listening to it with the headphones on. And, and I'm just, I'm absorbing all this stuff. And I see that stuff and I'm like, that is so cool, you know? And that well, was I can actually picture 12 year old, you doing that. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was, it, it was, it was an experience at that age to discover all of this and, you know, uh, have that, have that door to classic literature kind of open for me through stuff like this. I mean, not just this song, but I think especially this song because I, because I instantly went, that's a poem. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I had never heard of Samuel Taylor Coleridge. I knew that one line, you know, because, because of my grandmother, but I, you know, be, because they actually credit him at, in those passages yeah in, in the in the lyric sheet and it's like you know it's like oh oh okay maybe this is something i should check out um so yeah yeah i was i was like 12 and and, and the live version was the one i heard first and i just um a few minutes before we started recording i sat down and watched the the dvd of live after death the home video that they released in in concert ha 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 with 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 the record you know and uh so so i i just i watched um i watched rhyme of the ancient mariner and power slave from from that performance and you know this was 1984 1985 when well it was the the tour was covered those two years i think the performance that was recorded was recorded in 1985 and uh long beach arena in los angeles and you know i mean you go to a concert now and you've got these big video screens almost everybody has them. and they at the time were starting to use 
uh, I, I don't know if this was the first tour that they used them on or if they had used them on the one of the previous tours. But they, they started using these big backdrops at the back of the stage and they would change them out depending on what the song was. And they for, for Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, they really just had a blank screen, but they had some lights behind the stage that would shine up on it and would give this effect of light reflecting off of waves. Nice. Yeah. And the lighting rig that was up above the stage with you know all the, the stage lights and everything on it, it was designed so that it, it could move. It, it was um, in three or four sections and each section would could move independently. And during that, um, that middle section, the, that mostly instrumental interlude, the lighting rig would actually move down very close to the stage. I mean, the, 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 the guys in the band could pretty much almost stick their hand up and touch it. It was so close to them. And they had all this fog rolling off the stage, you know, and it just, it really set up this, this eerie atmosphere for that portion of the song. And I mean, I mean, if you've ever seen an Iron Maiden show, you know how theatric it can get. At times. Been there. Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, I, I well, once with Jody. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have loved to have seen that tour in person. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that they actually have released a live album and, a, you know, a, a home video of it and everything so that you can hear it or you can even watch it because it's it was it was a great show. I, I mean, they still put on a great show, but I just I, I for me, I would have loved to have seen that song live. And, you know, being a 13, almost 14 minute song, it's not one that they play a lot in, in concert now. But I mean, it was like the centerpiece of the show. It was like right in the middle of the show so it was <laughs> you know it was it was what the whole show was built around uh, a couple a couple of funny things i know on the album uh when bruce introduces the song he, he goes and the moral of this story is what not to do when your bird sits on you <laughs> <laughs> um but on the uh the home video which was actually like I said, they were both recorded at Long Beach Arena. Um, they were uh, a couple of nights apart. They did like a four-night stand at Long Beach. Uh, to me, that tells you how big Maiden was at the time, that they were doing multi-night stands in major cities around the world. Four nights at Long Beach, four nights in New York City at Radio City Music Hall. You know, like three or four nights in Chicago, multiple nights in London, multiple nights in Paris. Who so, Paris? Yeah. But the video was taken the second night in Long Beach and he introduced the song a little bit different. He told a story about Queen Victoria, who was the, the queen at the time the poem was written. Well, he 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 says that, you know, the he introduces it by saying, Well, you know, we got this really long song, 13 minute song on the album, and it was written by Samuel Taylor Coleridge, and um, and it was it was written under the influence of drugs. <laughs> Because everything Corridge did was the influence of, of opium or whatever the hell. Yeah, but you know he he uh, he, he goes on to say that you know it was it was I guess marijuana was what he was talking about, and uh, he 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 tells a story of Queen Victoria. You know, even she because it was legal back then, even she was smoking joints. 
she'd get menstrual cramps. He, he said, you know, she'd get these really bad period pains and, and she'd go in the bathroom and, and smoke a, a joint and write in her diary, you know. So was period to, pains a pun? Because, you know, um, I don't, Victorian I don't know. period. And <laughs> I, I don't know. You'd have to ask Bruce. <laughs> All right. Let me call him. <laughs> Okay. Hold on. I've got his number here somewhere. Keep going. Yeah, it's 666. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jocularity. <laughs> this is a drink, by the way. So I'll take care of you. I'll do two drinks. Okay. I, I, I will say that it seemed to go over pretty well with the, with the uh, fans in the crowd. Well, it's a great song. Yeah. And it, can, it does give you time to go take a leak or to get high real quick if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they have played it on other tours i they don't play it a lot i'm guessing mostly because of the length of the song because you know like i said you could get two or three other iron maiden songs in that time frame <laughs> i understand even halloween they're halloween keepers of the seven keys and the part they they do a melody of them because yeah. it's just too too much some you know for a, a show yeah I know, I know that's what um uh metallica does that with the songs from the injustice for all album but so but yeah that's uh that's pretty much all i've got on the song nice i think all i have to add is well you already mentioned that the lyrics do follow the, the epic poem quite well mm -hmm. it's, yeah it's not the, it's exactly the same i mean it's they they meddle it up a little bit and talk about ghastly things and yeah you know and it's so it is good. So you can you could even just compare the lyrics if you want, but of course you should uh you know, just just listen to it instead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but of course you hear the groans of long dead seamen. <laughs> 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 now look, see them start to rise and stir. <laughs> yeah, that's what seamen does. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, they they go into life and death and death and the albatross and killing and the dead and the coming back and the wedding guest and it's all it's all very. I, I need Iron Maiden to redo Ulysses. There you go. Even though that's Irish, <laughs> not English. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have anything else. Just it follows um, it very well in a in a new manner. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it condenses it down. It, it makes it, um, it presents it in a more digestible format. Let's say that. Right, with guitar solos. Yes, some excellent guitar solos, by the way. One might say too many, but not if you like Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> too many guitar solos? Blasphemy. We, we've discussed this before, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Although there is a difference between a guitar solo in a song and just a featured guitar solo soloist by himself or herself. Oh, yeah. Damn it, CC. <laughs> One should enhance the song, but doesn't always. The other one, a lot of times, just winds up being masturbatory. <laughs> right. Now, I will accept a guitar solo if it involves horseshoes. <laughs> which, which we will get to when we do that episode. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. <laughs> that still cracks me up to tell people, I saw them. No way! <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, you, me, and, and Rob. Did Rob go to that? Yeah, Rob was there. Okay. I, I knew it was the two of us, I guess. Yeah, I guess Rob was there. Yeah, Rob, he gets the fuck the doves reference. <laughs> oh, shit. I was taking a drink when you said that. 
but anyway, yes, I, I'm I'm happy to move on and finish this episode so people can go enjoy their. No, well, um, it's coming on. I guess Friday the thirtieth, maybe, so it won't get in the way of a uh, New Year's Eve, but <laughs> pre-New Year's. Yeah, start pre-gaming tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start drinking some Trooper beer or some gin or Samuel Smith or Green King or. <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm, yes. I'm i'm yeah i have nothing else uh me either all right so you know your news resolution should be to share us rate us review us <laughs> <laughs> or tell us to fuck off i mean <laughs> that's everybody's new year's resolution you all should do something different <laughs> have you been talking to our exes again <laughs> <sighs> so yeah on that note i'm I was going to scream out James, but I, I, I'm James. I'm Jody. I'm not even going to try to scream. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and we will scream at you later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. And the moral of this story is this is what not to do if your bird shits on you. The rhyme of the ancient mariner! Tin Buck says the spalding kid picks his or smells kid picks his nose. <laughs> uh, oh, come on, do it, do it. Ah! And I get there and it'll be high. Yeah, like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> fed you don't come back in here <laughs> that is not our usual thing human fuck you <laughs> assholes <laughs> yeah. plenty of people have one of those out there i you know i might <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, i might i might too <laughs> yeah, moving on <laughs> Christmas cards mailed out to people that are getting them. Yeah, me too. Except I'm not sending any to anybody. So, okay. So there, if that makes one easier for you, <laughs> it might. <laughs> I just I don't think about it till it's entirely too late. <laughs> like uh, I never thought about it until you just said that. And I'm like, oh, nah, fuck it now. Yeah. Well, if I don't have to give one to you, I'll just give it to somebody else. Yeah, well, I mean, you can. You're just not going to get one back. <laughs> That's all right. That's where it is. <laughs> <laughs>